and welcome to Last Man Standing, here with me, Paul Stevenson. Live with you here today on Republic Broadcasting Network. On this Saturday, the 24th of February, uh, 2024. And I hope I find you all well. Welcome to the show. Um, as ever, folks, uh, keep in mind that we do need funding to stay coming here uh, on Republic Broadcasting Network to you. And I imagine and I know that with so much indoctrination and pop propaganda in our mainstream media, which increasing amounts of people uh, don't listen to unless they're listening uh, simply to see what the latest propaganda is, or on numerous either controlled, consciously controlled opposition channels on, you know, things like YouTube, whether conscious or whether by omittance things they don't include, which are important but yet taboo, and I think we know what we're all talking about there. Um, they uh, don't provide the kind of like I said, I imagine and I know the relief that people experience by listening to networks like this where we discuss everything and there is free speech and at least at least we're well-meaning. Uh, none of us are, uh, I believe, motivated by deceiving anybody. So at least we're well-meaning on this uh, network. And, of course, you get information on this network. Like I said, you're not going to get on those uh, other type of uh, mediums. So... Please do donate to us to keep us on the air. It would be an awful shame if we didn't have uh, networks like this. And there isn't many, if, if any at all, uh, like uh, RBN. So you can donate uh, by uh, cash, checks, money orders to RBN, 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Uh, or you can donate uh, by credit or debit card on 512-246-9549, extension 3, or on toll-free 800-724-2719, extension 3. Uh, or if you navigate to the homepage, you'll see the various options there, including the yellow donate button. And when you click that, that'll take you, uh, it'll give you the option to pay by credit card and also uh, by uh, the option there is available to click uh, to pay uh, and donate uh, through PayPal. So, with all that said, let's crack on. I am live today. I haven't been, I haven't been live for three weeks. Uh, one other thing I should say is my show will be changing its uh, time slot uh, from March 9th. Uh, so, in a couple of weeks, I'll be at a different time slot. So rather than this time on Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern, that will be 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, that's Central Time, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time on Sundays instead, which is uh, 7 p.m. in the U.K. So that will be changing from the uh, 9th of March, 2024, so in two weeks' time. So bear that in mind just in case you're calling in and uh, expecting to hear my show. It'll be moving out to Sunday the 9th at 1 p.m. Central. 
And today, of course, I'd love to hear from you uh, because when I haven't done a live show for about three weeks for various different reasons. It's not always possible or certainly easy for me to consistently do live shows um, at the moment because I've been traveling and things like that. I don't I always have the privacy to do so. So I've done tend to do pre-records mostly with uh, Patrick Slattery. And I have to say, I, I really enjoy doing uh uh, live sh- or shows with Patrick anyway. I think you know we're, we're very much uh, uh, have a good chemistry. I think and bouncing ideas off each other, so um, it's all good. But I do like to do live shows when I can and as much as I can. So please do call in today. Uh, the number is five one two two four eight eight two five two or toll free eight hundred three one three nine four four three. So that's uh, 512-248-8252 or toll-free 800-313-9443. The lines will be open for the duration of the show. So uh, what's new? Well, usually what's new is not really that new, really. We've had more sanctions on uh, Russia. Uh, like the, uh, I mean, the height, the, it was it Einstein who said that the, uh, the height of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again and uh, expecting a different result. Uh, so, so far we know that the sanctions have not worked and haven't uh, hindered uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russian Federation at all. In fact, as he outlined in his interview with Tucker Carlson, that his is the only economy that's growing in the G7 uh, countries. So they haven't worked very well, and these will no doubt backfire. And, of course, not only have they not worked to diminishing uh, the Russian Federation in any way, but they've backfired spectacularly, spectacularly on the West, particularly the European nations. And, uh, and of course, the United States uh, under Biden blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, which... Uh, um, it was also discussed in that interview. Okay, we're going to break. I'll be back on the other side. What's that? Oh, we've got a glitch. It's not a break. Okay. All right. So, okay. All right. Well, okay. So we had a slight interruption there. I thought we were going to break. But no, the, the you know even in the case of the Nord Stream pipeline alone, it has been a disaster for Germany. And of course, in Germany now they're trying to rush in legislation, essentially what uh, what amounts to a ban on the ADF party. Uh, so it's it's legislation which is broadly for in quotes extremism. So we condemn Vladimir Putin for apparently uh, murdering a completely. Uh, a harmless individual in a Siberian prison, even if he was a threat to Vladimir Putin, which he wasn't. The, the West has inflated this guy's influence way beyond uh, what uh, reflects any kind of reality. And have done their best, I think, with that. They also deflect from the interview that Tucker Carson did with Vladimir Putin, essentially humanizing Vladimir Putin after a two-year campaign of uh, completely dehumanizing him. So they had to do their best to, I suppose, in one one sense, deflect from the debacle and disaster in Avdeka and 
uh, the rather more humanizing uh, impression we got uh, from the interview that Tucker Carlson did. So now they have to do everything to pretend that this guy was uh, some great threat to Vladimir Putin and that uh, therefore Vladimir Putin murdered him. Uh, evidence for this? Non-existent, of course. But over here, you see, we like we do with hate speech, when we try to say maintain the facade, that we have free speech, but we, we have, you know, it's a new different category, hate speech, because we're, of course, are always morally superior and always uh, morally upright. So we bring in things like hate speech under the guise, or sorry, we bring in these kind of draconian type laws and uh, authoritarian laws uh, against our free speech under the guise of morally upright uh, hate speech laws. And we do the same. When it comes to any political threat, we have to dismiss these people and bring legislation in uh, to say, oh, no, these are extremism. Of course, we've got a democracy, but there's a there's a you know separate category over here. We need to make an exception for these extremists. Uh, these democratic loving people and who love to condemn people like Vladimir Putin for their lack of democracy and whom we love to go around spreading our democracy. They don't seem to really believe much in democracy themselves. Because, of course, they bring in legislation like hate speech when it comes to free speech. And when it comes to political opposition, they do it under this uh, nonsense and um, hypocrisy of extremism, uh, including a party in, in Germany, uh, which has 20 percent of the, uh, you know, in the polls has 20 percent popularity in, in Germany. So these are the types of people and types of countries that, that love democracy so much. Uh, they're always the people that are um, stymieing the democratic process. You see it in the UK as well, because there was people, and by the way, that both the Conservatives and the Labour Party uh, were very happy to flood our country with lots of people from the Middle East, and many of them displaced by wars for Israel in the Middle East. And then uh, when they influenced the, aggressively or otherwise, influenced the democratic process in the UK Parliament earlier in the week about a vote for uh, a ceasefire in the UK, uh, these people, the Conservatives, come out and say, we can't have uh, our democracies compromised like this, because this is essentially, you know, lobbying by the people, the people that you've invited in here uh, from those parts of the world where their ancestral homelands are closer to Palestine than the UK. Uh, millions of Muslims... But it's okay if your democratic process is uh, compromised by the Israeli lobby. You guys have APAC, and we have both conservative friends of Israel and labor friends of Israel uh, who uh, have their mouths and their pockets full of Zionist money. Uh, not so concerned about our democratic process being aggressively compromised and influenced by these people. But when you have actual people outside the parliament protesting, and apparently some death threats went to some of these uh, Labour MPs. These Labour MPs were happy to uh, wreck our country, uh, completely destroy the identity of our country by inviting in millions and millions of em uh, immigrants and constantly calling for open borders. Well, irony of irony, some of these people now are finding themselves in very difficult situations, and Israel has become a complete hot potato for uh, Keir Starmer, who has great ambitions of becoming the next Prime Minister of the UK, but has found himself in a very difficult situation 
because he relies very much on the Muslim vote, because uh, these people, of course, as I say, pander to so-called minorities, and now those minorities are turning on them. I think there is some poetic justice in all of this. Um, but it's a shame that the Conservatives uh, don't receive the same a kind of wrath. Well, I guess they do in one sense, but um, they pretend that they're not uh, supporters of open borders. But if you look at their record, well, over the last 12 years of conservative governments, we've had more immigration than the previous 12 years uh, since Tony Blair got the whole ball rolling with his immigration secretary, Barbara Roche, an East End Jew, who openly said that she feels uh, more comfortable in a multicultural society. So, anyway, with all that said, uh, I do want to get the calls, and I think we've got uh, Don in Arizona. Don, go ahead. Glad to uh, have you with me today, sir. Do we still have Don in Arizona? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, Don. I'm, uh, I'm a citizen of the United States of America, and... Uh, if you turn on the TV, I don't turn on the TV, but I watch some clips of some politicians talking and <coughs> stuff. And it, there's this consensus that Russia is the enemy of the United States. I've never heard that debated at all. I know they're, they're not, they've never declared war against Russia. I've never really heard a debate in Congress of, uh, trying to drum up the enthusiasm why what's so bad about Russia and I don't think Russia is bad at all from my point of view Russia is is good uh, well I'm hearing, I'm hearing an echo for uh, some reason well you know it's the same in the UK and Europe the, these the, the, it's a it's a, an unchallenged assumption and an right. unchallenged assertion an unchallenged assertion that Russia is the enemy and by the way yeah. uh the, the country that it's uh, in conflict with, which is probably even more corrupt than Russia might might be, I don't know exactly how corrupt Russia is, but uh, to my mind, what we know about Ukraine is that they are more corrupt and they are more authoritarian there, and they've committed way more war crimes and way more crimes generally and, and embezzled millions of our funds over there. But we're happy to support them. And when people want to, you know, so we have this enemy that no one has really explained or we've had no discussion about why he's an enemy, but we had the same unchallenged assertions and assumptions in the UK and in the West about all this money we should give to Ukraine. No, no discussion. We must stand by Ukraine. Well, can anybody explain why? Can we talk about it? They're not, they're not a member of the EU. They're not a member of NATO. You know, and it's, it's just constant. It's a kind of a gaslighting thing. It's a, it's an, it's an audacity play. It's just, if you make the claim that we must stand by Ukraine and that Russia is the enemy. And if you repeat it often enough, and I guess some people will, will believe it, and even if they don't believe it, well, it's a middle finger up to you because we don't care what you think. So I'll tell you one good thing about Russia that people don't, a lot of people don't know, but I think uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, when he did that interview, he, he said, that, well, you know, the, he showed the... the uh, Subways are not only safe; it's pretty down there in the subways. It's all decorated nice and everything. But also, he was talking about the the uh, in the previous show to yours uh, on here on RBN. The guy was complaining about all the GMOs we have in America. Uh, it's my understanding they don't have GMOs in Russia at all. They have not; they don't have GMOs. It's against the law. 
You know, so I mean, they have good stuff. They don't have uh, they don't have this uh, surgery on kids where they cut their uh, genitals off and their breasts and stuff. They don't have that. They're, you no. know, and and Putin himself has, has made the he's made speeches that say, "Hey, America is ruining itself with these uh, with this tranny mania." You know, so from my point of view, Russia is much much better. I'd re- and I've said I've, some of the the hosts here in RBN do not like it when I say this, but maybe they think it's against the law. I don't think it's against the law for me to say I like Russia because Russia is not an enemy. It's not Nobody declared war against Russia. It's just, uh, it's just this uh, narrative that they're trying to... Maybe it's because they're all getting bribed by somebody that hates Russia. All these politicians are crooks. They're not like you and me. We're halfway decent people, Paul Edward, but they're not. They're the scum of the earth, all the American politicians. And I don't think your British politicians are really much better. They're also probably got their hand out trying to get a bribe every, at every opportunity. But uh, well, well, that's exactly right. And, yeah, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, our politicians, you know, it, one of the things Putin said in the interview was uh, with regards to the United States poking its nose into the business between them and Ukraine was, haven't you anything better to do? And right. You know, the other the, the other thing is he point he pointed out that when he spoke to Clinton back in the day and when he spoke to George Bush, he got on well with these people. In fact, many a European politician behind closed doors will praise Vladimir Putin and say he's a very uh, sharply intelligent uh, man who's very charismatic and very intelligent, and, he, and he's actually a gentleman, but a very serious guy and not someone to mess with, the kind of guy that, you know, that we would actually probably like to have as a leader, which is the honest truth. I would. I'd like to see him take over. I'd like to see him take over America. I've said that quite a few times on different radio talk shows. I'd like to see Putin take, America is a failed state. It just hasn't, it hasn't, uh, it keeps sweeping everything under the rug and kicking the can down the road, but it's bankrupt. And I'd like to see Putin take over America. Uh, not necessarily with well, military force, but I'd like to see it us become the United States of Russia. He could just annex this <laughs> this block of land. We'd be the United States of Russia, and that would be it. Well, the thing is, what he pointed out was that when he had agreements with Clintons and George W. Bush and things like that, that they were very positive about these type of things. But then they went and talked to the people who really made the decisions. And, of course, Dr. Carson has asked them, who is making the decisions, and and Putin shrugged his shoulders. So what we have in the West here, uh, we criticize uh, China because they have, you know, these leaders which are in power for 10 or 20 or 25 years, like Putin and Xi Jinping. Um, and this is apparently an indication that these, these are corrupt authoritarian countries. But what we have is we have the facade of a democracy where we change the face. So we, we put a different mask on. But it's the same guy running the show. It's the same, so it, in other words, it's the deep state, whatever you want to call it, because the policies never change. The domestic policies don't change. They get worse. The economic policies don't change. They get worse. The foreign policies don't change. So in other words, when you look at what, what's happening in the West, it's it, we may as well have the same guy running it. We're just not honest enough. Yeah, we, need, we, need, we need America to be taken over by an outside force, and I, uh, otherwise it's going to go... It's going to get even worse and worse. There's no hope. What I'm trying to say is there's no hope. The same thing you're just saying, no matter who you elect, 
And the elections are fixed anyway, so you can't really vote for... I mean, you can vote, but it's not going to... Because it's fixed. Yeah, yeah, Elections are fixed in America. I don't know if they're fixed in in Great Britain like they are here, but the elections are not... Again, it's even more pronounced in the UK where, you know, there is like literally nothing between the Labour Party and the Conservative Party. So you have the the illusion of democracy, uh, you know, very, very uh, vaguely. I don't think you your know, elections are fixed, fixed to the extent. Our elections fixed, are just stolen. Yeah, our well, elections maybe, are. Maybe. They're stolen. They're yeah. stolen, and, and uh, that needs to be brought out. That's the first thing. If people are going to talk about politics at all, the most important thing about American politics is the goddamn elections are fixed, and they're stolen, and uh, until that, and that's not going to end, I don't think, anytime soon. That's why I'd like to see Putin just, uh, if he just dropped uh, like a small nuclear bomb on uh on Washington, well, D.C. I, 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 I would not help him in any way, but uh, but uh, I think it would be a good thing. <laughs> it, it, it would right. just demolish the, the federal government. And then we'd be Don, the United States of to, Russia. I'm going to go to Darrell in Canada, but listen, thank you very much for calling and calling again. Uh, Darrell in Canada, go ahead, Darrell. <laughs> well, I was with them until that last suggestion. I think he can do a little um, a little easier to get their attention than that. I, but, I, uh, I understand. I, under, I understand his frustration, but I think I've stopped short of uh, what. Yeah, there we are. It's, I think it's an, I think it's sort of a, it, it encapsulates the, the, le, the, the, the level of uh, anger and frustration people feel about the uh, the criminals that we have to witness uh, running our country. But uh, yes, uh, a lot of people are very angry. Right, and just to go to his point before I go to mine, uh, he made a lot of good points there. Uh, Putin sees that there's a lot of, well, not a lot, but there's quite a bit of, uh, way more than what a lot of people think, that a lot more support in the West than, like I say, the most of the world thinks. He's, I think the last poll I saw was around 20 or 25% in the West for uh, for Putin and about 75% worldwide. That's why, if you notice, that he's going out of his way in the last few weeks to uh, suggest that, to say that he's got a lot of support in the West, and he's trying to make it easier for uh, people to emigrate, uh, streamline the process even, uh, Paul. And i got some more points. Well, yeah, as I say, Tucker Carlson's interview uh, humanized Putin. And the problem is, you know, for some people... And I noticed that in the, you know, there's been criticism of Tucker Carson now, even within conservative circles, where the argument is, oh, you're going too far now, you're doing all these videos, you're becoming a bit sort of like too pro-Russia. And I think the problem is that we look at someone like Putin, who's a strong leader, uh, he may have his faults, but he's genuine. You know, we, we, what people are sick of in the West is, is the facade of democracy. When we don't, like I said, we always have the same policies. We have a deep state running the show and we change the face and we change the name of the politician or the leader or the party. In the UK, like I said, there's nothing between the Labour Party and the Conservative Party. In fact, it doesn't matter who you vote for, you always get Tony Blair. And so we see, we see uh, a more transparent thing. And I think people are much more tolerant, even of more authoritarian things or even less free speech if the state itself are honest about it and you know that the leader of the, of your country at least in his mind believes he's doing the best for what is uh, in the best interest of the country and we also know here in the west that we have politicians who are at the very least you know at best and are indifferent to the interests of the west and at worst are actually deliberately undermining and subverting uh, the democratic process and subverting and undermining the interests of our countries. And I think 
Putin, because he's genuine and because we see the rise of the Orthodox Church and because we've got a lot of Christians or people at least who are sympathetic to Christianity in the West, then people are more positive about the guy, you know? Yeah, traditional values. I mean, the West drove people towards Putin. Not that he's a bad guy and all that stuff. Well, I mean, all the leaders do all kinds of different stuff. But, uh, you know, the West, with their crazy policies in the last 30, 40 years or whatever, is, uh, with, of course, one group pushing that, uh, has uh, pushed, over, pushed us over there. Yeah, it's traditional values, but, I mean, this is the kind of stuff we were had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, I guess, before I was born. That was the great stuff. I wish I was born earlier. Yeah, to, to the facade of democracy, that's a good point. One, just one point about that, one illustration uh, example would be Julian Assange. I mean, that's it, right there. And then... Well, I again, you see, it's just yeah, it's just hypocrisy and double standards where we, yeah. we, 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 you know, we go wagging our finger with the, you know, righteous indignation against Putin, and then what are people saying? Well, what about uh, what about um, Gonzalo Lira? Oh, oh, he was murdered in in the uh, Ukrainian prison by uh, the combination of uh, Winston Churchill and Mother Teresa that we're constantly supporting. So we're not too bothered about that. We're not too bothered about Julian Assange. But guess what? People are aware of it. And so when they hear all this outrage about this guy, Naval, he being, you know, murdered apparently, and that he's some great threat to Putin, which he wasn't, well, people are saying, well, wait a minute here. Before we start our getting on our moral high horse again, what about Gonzalo Lira murdered? In a Ukrainian prison, what about Julian Assange? People are a lot more sophisticated now in how they disseminate the propaganda coming out of mainstream media and the, the, you know, these talking heads on uh, mainstream media and in our government. And unfortunately, you know, you can fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And our, our leaders have been constantly lying to us for 25, 30 years, and no one's buying it anymore. I'll hold you over, Daryl, until the next uh, segment. It's so much bigger than me. It's screaming out. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. 
It's amazing. And I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds. And if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. here to Last Man Standing with me, Paul Stevenson, here on uh, Republic Broadcasting Network on this Saturday, the 24th of February, 2024. As I say, the lines are open if you want to call in. Um, and again, that number is uh, toll-free 800-313-9443. Okay, Daryl, do you want to just finish up uh, what you were saying and then I'm going to go to Charlie in Florida and Luke, uh, uh, Luca, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're hearing already the, the playbook for the next uh, few months and maybe a year, who knows already, Paul, just in the last few days about Ukraine. Blame after Davka and what have you and, and what's happened in the last year or after the last six months with the failed offensive. They're blaming the West already for, for not giving them enough weapons. Meanwhile, when they, when they give the weapons or when they, uh, when they give the, the go-ahead for the funding, it takes like months or even a year almost for that weapon. So they've got plenty of weapons to do what they are, but they're already blaming the West, especially the United States. And Zelensky's like a little child. He's almost like a little a, a break a, a woman, a little girl, uh, a fifteen year old, when a, a breakup uh, moment with her with her boyfriend, warning him that I won't be your partner if you don't do this. Did you hear? Did you see that part when he said that to both the United States? If you don't do this, you're not our main partner anymore. Shame on you. I mean, the gall of this guy. What does he think he is? Yeah, well, what exactly? What, 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 what does he think he's threatening us with? You know, what does he, yeah. what does he think we're going to suffer? Oh, we're, so you mean we, we, we cannot send you uh, sixty billion uh, 
every every six months or whatever it is. Okay, that sounds like a good deal, you know. <laughs> right now, I just want to say about Navalny. Also, I mean, he. T- I think there's rumors around he took four doses of Pfizer, and he had a blood clot apparently. So I wonder what uh, how much torture he took. He took torture from inside his veins. It sounds like, and uh, yeah, it's scary. Just to finish up, I'll say it's scary what's going on in Ukraine because. Even the even Zelensky right now, after all this, is still not compromising. There's not even the slightest thought of compromise about if he's going to, you know, um, well, compromise anything. The Russians aren't going to give back any territory, and the West is going to support him until the end. Well, what's the end? It looks like the Dnieper River at the start, Odessa, Kharkov. This is in the in the mix. What's the West going to give him when uh, he, you know all these two cities are being threatened? Even Kiev, possibly, because they got to cut that the, the head of the the snake off. So this is scary times coming up. The further Russia goes, the more ballistic the West is going to get. But the blame is on us. It's not on them because they're running out of troops. They're going to draft women, I guess now. So it, it's a lost cause. All they can do is slow down the Russians, and there's nothing much they can do in the West. Scary times later this year, all I can say, uh, Paul, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah, well, I think that, the, you know, the problem is these people are so belligerent that they will never uh, admit defeat. And Russia will be forced to go to the Polish border. And, yeah. of course, if they, go to the, if they go to the Polish border, the narrative then, of course, will be, well, we told you so. Now he's, he's at the Polish border. Europe's next, you know. So, you know, it's like he, he can't win. Because they're never going to negotiate with him, and therefore he's going to have to at least go to Kiev to stop that regime there from bringing in weapons and keeping this whole thing going. But I think it'll be very reluctantly. I thought, you know, I think Putin thinks that, you know, when when he's defeated them at a certain level, that they'll eventually come to the negotiating table. But I don't think he's aware of just how unreasonable and insane these people are. Like they're insane in Israel, but we know we're dealing with the same crowd. Okay, right. he uh, keeps, uh, Yeah, he keeps referring to them to, as the Kiev, the criminal regime in Kiev, so that gives you an idea how he's going to deal with them. Okay, uh, nice show, Paul. Enjoying it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Darl. All right, uh, Charlie in Florida. You're on the air, Charlie. Uh, go ahead. What would you like to say? Oh, uh, yeah, I was just talking about... Um, the, Navalny or whatever that guy's name that died over there in Russia. They, this is the uh, this is what they're trying to do. Is it's like okay, Gonzalo Lira was a like. Why didn't we go in and take care of the guy, right? And he died in the Ukraine. So it's like this is they're throwing this in our faces, saying, "Well, Russia does this too." You know, there's no evidence that guy like the one caller said it. It looks like he had a heart attack. This guy was evidently this Navalny guy was he had a lot of mental issues, uh, but the, but the reason I'm I'm, I'm saying that it, there's no evidence that Putin had anything to do with his death, absolutely none. It's ridiculous actually to think about it. And uh, but the, but the United States, they, Biden said they were going to issue some new sanctions because of this death of this guy on Russia. And what they're doing, sanctioning, was they said, were they're going to do sanctions in the uh, aluminum, nickel, and copper industries of metals. Uh, it backfired on us, of course, and the the price of aluminum went up overnight just two nights ago from two thousand, I think it was two thousand one hundred dollars a ton to two thousand. $300 a ton, it spiked $300 just on the announcement that he was going to start doing sanctions on Russia because of this idiot. This idiot, Biden, is, these people are complete. 
they're running this government over here. Well, exactly, because every time, you know, they put these sanctions on, on Russia, we suffer. And, and then it's always hypocrisy anyway, because what we're doing is, and the EU are doing the same thing. We're back, we're importing oil and, and, and other commodities from Russia that have to then go via India or somewhere else, and then they come to the EU at a much higher price. So it's absurd. It works, uh, you know, it doesn't damage Putin. He's got plenty of other buyers for his commodities, and then we end up buying some of those commodities at, you know, uh, markedly higher prices than we Yeah, if you want to, I'll get the letter out in a little bit. Okay. I'll just sit it out here, and then you can you can go to work on it. And I'll, I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm talking to somebody else. My neighbor came in and inter- started talking to me. I was on the phone. No problem. No no problem. Yeah, so of course they backfire and they really just make all life all harder for everybody in Europe and, and the U.S., particularly in Europe. Yeah, this war over there, is, is, it's, it's going to come to an end pretty soon. I don't know how long, but this this loss over there in Abdeka... Fast seems they're yeah. falling right. They're going to be falling right and left probably after from this point on because there's nothing that we can do that's going to stop this onslaught from Russia. Really, I mean we, they've got the they've got the sanctions haven't hurt them. You were talking about they've got tons and tons of weapons they built, and it's just going to go. I mean they they've got a back pile of. Of stuff that I think the last time I heard they have enough armaments and shells and stuff to last three years if the war stopped, you know, continued at the rate it's going. And, it, and we have absolutely, we've spent everything over there, all this money, which has been wasted, you know, these billions and billions of dollars, you know, when we could have been fixing our own infrastructure over here in the United something. But it's just gonna, it's yeah, gonna keep. They, they, they've got nothing. They got no shells. They got no. Their manpower is falling. They've got nothing to, to to work with over there now, and it's just going to be a matter of time, I think. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. All right, Char- Charlie, I'm going to go to Mike in Kentucky. Thank you for calling, Charlie, and some great points. And uh, call in again, sir. Okay, Mike, you're on the air. Go ahead, Mike in Kentucky. Hey, you you're talking about the uh, what provoked me to call in was uh, earlier. You were talking about the. Uh, the trans movement and all this wacko stuff and how they've, here in Kentucky anyway and elsewhere, you risk losing your license if you even offer or suggest or facilitate somebody who's gender dysphoric or confused to get any kind of therapy to live the gender that they were born with, like their XY male or XY female. And we've just found that I guess in the last few years, this epigenomic situation, uh, if you remember, what was that called, uh, thalidomide? They didn't really know what it was doing until the second generation. And I think that's, you know, that's what's going on, is we're seeing a delayed effect from, uh, and the, who benefits by covering up what the, what the issue is. But, uh, I'm seeing uh, videos blaming plastics, but where does the where does the phthalates, the the BPA and the softeners come from? People don't realize what makes plastic soft. Does anybody know what keeps I it soft? Know. Yeah, it's uh, animal fat 
beef tallow mostly, but other slaughterhouse animal fats is what goes in there. So, gee, it's leaching out the animal hormones from the fat where they're they're giving all these animals for like 40, 50 years uh, supplements and inflammatory stuff, processed animal protein added to the feed. And so these animals are inflamed and they're producing more estrogen, especially. Uh, but, you know, you can't, you can't eat a, a tom turkey without getting some testosterone. So you're going to get uh, hormones across your lips and on your hips, and that affects over a generation or two. This is affecting the distance between the butthole and the sex organ in men, and that directly correlates to their low sperm count. And they try to blame plastics, but it ain't just plastics. So there's a lot of disinformation going on, I think, because we're about to see, we may be about to see even more of this infertility and confusion. Uh, they've yeah. kind of been, kind of been, uh, well, I think at you know, come, yeah, they're coming at it from all angles, uh, politically. And then like you said, there's all those other elements, which are actually affecting people, you know, physically and physiologically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's basically what I was going to say is that we have to consider what are the cause and who benefits from covering it up or distracting and diverting to other causes. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Okay, um, we're going to Chance in West Virginia. Go ahead, Chance, what would you like to say? Yes, hello, Paul. You know, I'm surprised that most people can't see that at any cost, the Zionists cannot let the Americans and the Russians, which they have a lot in common with, get together. You know why? Because that will finally defeat their Zionist enemy, this is why they try to do everything they can to badmouth Russia. We have so much in common with the average Russian people that they have to keep this game up. That's the only force that will overcome this Zionist enemy. It's becoming clearer and clearer to me. You know, and Americans, unfortunately, always take the path of least resistance, thinking that things will get better for them such as voting, they keep falling for this game. So, our leaders take advantage of that, and meanwhile, they keep us away. They, they draw the division line between us and people that could, would stand by us to defeat a common enemy. What, what do you think about that, Paul? Yeah, and like you said, you know, I think, I think Vladimir Putin's aware that you're, you know, most Americans uh, are not responsible for the kind of policies that are implemented, including this uh, hatred and uh, against Russia. And, and I, you know, the Russian people are probably not so different from your average and American I think, in, the, in, in the Midwest, particularly, you know. And I think Putin sees it, too, as far as the decent Americans are concerned. He sees yes, exactly. he, he sees the psyop that's being played. But, you know, the sad thing is Americans can't. Americans can't. They think the horrors that are going to come our way will not come if only we vote somebody in office. Yeah. This is, this is the sad part of it all. Uh, uh, I think that Americans, is sad, yeah. Americans <clears throat> getting together with the Russian, common Russian people is is at this point our only hope 
And this is why our Zionist uh, entity, the Zionist entity, will try so hard to keep them divided. And Americans fall for it. They just want to get to the polls on November 4th. And and, and this is what's sad. Uh, American Well, I think... I think the yep. Zionist regime is in the process of biting off way more than it can chew, and it's uh, that mad dog is going to choke on it, uh, because it is losing the support of even Western leaders, because it's they're becoming a hot potato even to, like, and you saw the debacle in the UK Parliament the other day, because they're walking this thin line by, you know, with the... the the demographics uh, shifts that they were responsible for in, in both the Conservative and the Labour Party. And so you've got millions of Muslims in the UK and in, in France and in Germany. And then you're, you're and then you're supposed to have this blind support of Israel and then expect to, to, uh, to receive the votes from these people. Well, that doesn't work. And so they're walking this thin line. And also, I think, you know, the rats on the ship are, are aware that, Israel has completely ignored the ruling of the ICJ, International Court of And they, and they Justice, will continue uh, to do ago. so. And they will yes, continue to do so. This all- but if they're eventually implicated, then the Western governments are starting to, I think, try and they're trying to distance themselves enough so that if Israel does end up suffering, you know, some serious consequences of this, eventually, that they don't want to go down and watch it. So Israel is... It always was a liability, but now they're really uh, putting a lot of pressure on Western leaders uh, to, to have a, a rethink about how much these uh, Zionist lobbies are actually worth, or are they just more of a liability even to them? Well, Paul, let alone the people, of course. Well, it's all up to the American people. It's all up to the American people. They have to rise to the occasion if they keep putting wishful thinking and politics and all this other silly stuff. We're done. We're finished. Stick of work in us. That's what I see. Uh, like I said, they're going to... Uh, uh, getting together with Russia is our only... is the only answer I could see right now. But what, does that, what do, does that look like? What does that look like when you say getting together with Russia? I mean, you know... Well, I mean, come to common ground and realize that Russia is not our enemy. We have to we have to realize that. All right, there may be differences of opinion here and there, but they are not our enemy. Like the media, like no. the Zionist media, the Zionist media makes them our enemy. So we it takes the it takes the attention off of them while they throw us in the gulag. We're we're in for some bad times. I heard a woman interviewed, a former employee of FEMA, on another talk show. And what they have planned for us is downright horrible. So while we waste our time talking about, I don't mean you and me, uh, talking about politics and all this silly stuff, all we're doing is, is, is sitting back and waiting for the inevitable. And believe me, what she said is truly horrible. She worked for FEMA. What they plan to do. So like I said, I think the only answer is for Russia and the American people to come to common ground and realize who the true enemy is. And with that, thank you for taking my call, Paul. No problem at all. Uh, Thank you very much for calling in. And uh, call in again, uh, Chance, and we'll uh, discuss next week again. Okay, we're going to break.
Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Welcome back uh, to Last Man Standing uh, here on RBN on the uh, 24th of February. Uh, got five minutes left. I will reiterate, uh, folks, from the 9th of this, uh, March, my show will be moving to Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. In, in the U.K., 
so that's from Sunday the 9th. And also to, again, request that you uh, keep the show on the road here and uh, do donate to us. Uh, you can do that by credit or debit card on 512-246-9549, extension 3. Or if you navigate on the homepage to the uh, yellow button, uh, there's a donate button there, and it will bring up, uh, again, an option to click and uh, pay by credit or debit card, and also the option to uh, pay uh, through PayPal. And you can mail in checks, cash, money orders, I guess, silver coins, gold coins, whatever you want, uh, to RBN 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, Seven eight six six four. Um, I am normally also on with Richard uh, at uh, on Mondays, but his time slot has changed uh, to you know six p.m. Uh, Eastern or Central Time, which is midnight uh, in the UK. So it's not always possible for me to do that show, but uh, when I can, I will. Uh, do that with him even for the first hour it just depends what's happening the next day if I can make it or not but um, yeah so the thing at the minute is you know with this constant uh, hatred of Russia is that you know clear thinking people understand that Russia is no enemy of ours whether in America whether in the UK particularly in Germany when you consider the amount of cheap natural gas that Russia was supplying to Germany to uh, upkeep their industry and their economy, I mean, it's absolutely disgraceful that the Schultz government had no rupture in relations with the United States over uh, the Nord Stream pipeline alone let alone the billions that, that Germany have sent to the Ukraine, uh, which has amounted to nothing except the death, uh, the death of hundreds of thousands of young and older Ukrainian men and the displacement of millions of Ukrainians, which has also been a burden on the European nations who are ill-equipped economically, and socially to deal with any more needy uh, refugees or immigrants. And, of course, most of the people are not refugees. But anyway, we're out of time. I will be back again next uh, Saturday, same time, 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern. Until then, thank you very much for everyone that called in. And thank you to Frank for producing the show. And thank you very much, you, for listening. Take care. Health Simple with Colorado Shilaji. Fact bit number two. In Ayurvedic pharmacology, Shilaji is the king Raza Yoga Vahayana. 
Rasayana is one of the comprehensive disciplines of Ayurveda. It comprises of specialized uses of herbal minerals to achieve the optimum state of health. Rasayana is a path to achieve homeostasis and thus retarding the process of aging and the prevention of diseases. Shilaji stands alone as the king herbal mineral over all other earth-made substances. Within Rasayana, Shilaji is the ultimate substance that improves quality of plasma and blood. Thus, it strengthens and promotes health to all tissues of the body. Legit Shilaji, like Colorado Shilaji, is as the literal Sanskrit translation implies. Shilaji is the conqueror of mountains and the destroyer of weakness. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.